Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, we have Tommy Dreamer and Mickey James as part of our Wednesday podcast. And we go real deep into what took place on Monday with Sasha Banks and Naomi on Monday Night Raw. We get stories and thoughts from Tommy Dreamer and from Mickey James. Also, we have Renee Paquette joining us, and she talks about her side of what she feels happened on Monday. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Guys, uh, still uh, a lot of talk about what we talked a lot about yesterday, Bully and I, here on Busted Open, and that's what took place Monday night. And Tommy and Mickey... Obviously, I'm talking about Sasha Banks and Naomi. Obviously, if somebody is unhappy, don't want to have them in an environment that they're unhappy in. But Sasha Banks, Naomi's a star. Sasha Banks is next level. Like, Sasha Banks, top five biggest stars in the WWE right now. Think about that. Think about what this show would be if Roman walked out. Think about what this show would be if Randy Orton walked out. Think about what this would be if Charlotte walked out. Sasha Banks is on that level. Sasha Banks, to me, top five superstars in the WWE right now. So we could get into, like, he said, she said, WWE, blah, blah, blah. We're missing one of the biggest stars in the WWE, Mickey, over the last 10 years in this company. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I I 1000% agree. And now she's doing, you know, the Mandalorian. I mean, Sasha is a star. And if you, if you worry about like, Oh, that's where I have to kind of disagree with you a little bit, Tommy of like, Oh, you know, well, are other companies going to be worried about working with them? No, because they're stars. I think, you know, you can't take away from the value that they have and being over and merchandise sales and, and their talent and ability and, love and passion for the business. And I feel like that was, that's probably more about what this is unpacking it all of if they were, you know, pouring their love into something and feeling like it wasn't valued, you know, that's very, very frustrating. I think we can all understand being frustrating frustrated at times. And I'm sure we've all had our gripes Um, and that's just it, but it's, you think, well, maybe it's the power of social media, but then WWE was the one who pulled the trigger on letting the social media kind of bag out of the, cat out of the bag if you will so um and again it's we're only hearing that one side of it right well i'm not i was i don't 
No, I don't mean like in a. I understand what you're saying. I, I didn't mean it like, oh, I I'm talking about WWE not right. trusting them again, not other companies. I mean, they right. they can write their ticket and go wherever the hell they want. Um, but it, it's I don't know if WWE would trust them again right. uh, because of how that went down in their in the WWE world. Not in the right. Outside. Right, right, right. OK, yeah. Well, and I mean, I'm a, both their biggest fans and especially you said it the best. I never knew why they never pulled the trigger on Naomi because that woman has so much talent and ability and she too should have been, you know, her name should be held with that regard of Charlotte's Becky's as well. Uh, Dave, you, you did bring up something and I got to tell you, um, <clears throat> we have seen this happen before and nothing changes. Steve Austin, I was there, Atlanta, Georgia, walks out. It's frigging stone cold Steve Austin. And guess what happened that night? Bully Ray versus Brock Lesnar. The machine continues. Yeah. Everyone, I, I've said this before, everyone remembers me for ECW. Tommy Dreamer had enough. Tommy Dreamer left ECW, um, which was WWE's ECW. But did they shut down ECW because, oh, my gosh, Tommy Dreamer left? Bret Hart was the champion, and Bret Hart left. And what happened out of that? Mm -hmm. Friggin' the greatest evil character became Vince McMahon. So whatever adversity or if you think you're making a stand, you are for you, but that machine will keep on going. until fans just say, you know what? I don't want to support it anymore. And I'm not saying that to happen because great things have happened when these things have happened. Yeah. So the machine will continue. It's whether or not, you know, when the fan had called in, he said, I don't want to, you know, good for, for Naomi, good for Sasha. Yes. Good for them. But don't know if we're ever going to get to see them ever again on WWE programming. And that's a sin. And that sucks. And WWE could literally hold them that they never can wrestle ever again for the rest of their lives. I think what one thing you said that like really resonated with me though, is that when you go like, yeah, they've made a stand for them, but it's not because the machine keeps, keeps going. And that is the reality of why things get to this point where it, 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 like you said, no, not a lot of people stand up for themselves. I think there's a lot of times that people want to say something or feel a certain way or do something and feel completely justified in feeling that way as they should. And however, they don't say anything and they still put us with a smile on walk out there and do their job, whether they like it or not. And I think we've all done that. And I, so I think that too is another reason why I applaud themselves, you know, them for standing up for themselves you know, it, it is a big statement and it's unfortunate that you that, you know, they felt the need to, for it to get to that level. But it also, uh, you know, is un, it's unfortunate that not yeah. you don't hear people standing up for themselves and it gets to that point. It has to get to that point of feeling, however, that was to make well, that, that feeling is money. Right. And then do I put a price tag on money? If anybody thinks I wanted to drink the Undertaker's tobacco. I did not. Right. But then I got paid $7,000 and I got to wrestle the undertaker. And if I didn't take that and do that disgusting thing to get noticed. Right. 
then I would never have had that opportunity. And that's how I turned that negative into a positive. And I'm not yeah. putting a bandaid because I don't know what was what on with Naomi and Sasha. I'm just telling you from my own personal experience. I well, friggin' right. love professional wrestling. I watch it all the time. And there was a point in my life where I hated going to work. I hated yeah, going oof. to work when it was professional wrestling mm -hmm. because the, it was just how I was made to feel. And you know what? I had a wife, I had two kids and I was just like, this is, I'm not a happy individual anymore. I need to go away. I need right. to get a divorce. And I did. And it was that simple. And no matter how much money I was making, you cannot put a price tag on anyone's happiness. True. And if Sasha and Naomi are set in their life, cool. And there will be bigger and better things for them in the future. And you, we already named ones on the Mandalorian. You, you look at your, your social media followers. You could become successful outside of that WWE oh, bubble. Anything that you want to do, anything. But, you know, you talk about the money, Tommy, though. And, but the pay scale for between men and women are very different, you know. So I don't know what that money actually is when you when you say that. So it, it's way different. I think that, you know, when you were saying, oh, the tag titles are booked like mid card titles. It's kind of weird what I go like. Well, I feel like the women have always been seen as lower to like lower to mid card level of the boys, like even the top female stars. Like, I don't think it's ever been true equality in that pay structure. So when you say, oh, it's about the money, one money can't buy happiness. And if you're frustrated and yep. unhappy, then you can't. And then sometimes it does take a break. You need just a, a reset. And I think even you and I have had that conversation when I was in OBW and I needed a reset. And you said, go home and take a break. And I did. And I was so grateful for it. But I was also grateful that I had an open, clear communication with you to say that. And you say, go take a break. You know what I mean? And I don't feel like everyone always feels that, like where they can have that open, clear in your but, and then for me, what I did is I had to hide it mm -hmm. and I had to hide that my talent was going through something and I put my job yeah. on the line for you, but I would do that for anyone for, because I'm a human being Yeah. and it wasn't like, God, we need Mickey James up here tomorrow. So I was able to do that and I'd go to bat for anybody. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I went to bat for you because I've always believed in you. And I, you, this has been my biggest detriment. I don't bullshit people because I realized how bad lying is because I had to live it because my company went happened that way. Mm -hmm. it, and I come to work and yes, it's not, you know, and I'm sure bully was the same way. It's how we go out there. We try to politic to get it changed a little bit. But at the end of the day, it's cool. But there ha there's a buildup to all of this. Right. This isn't just like, oh, my God, I'm going to do a job today and or I'm going to win. But these tag titles mean nothing. This is a long buildup that has to go. It's just like, hey, I'm so or, you know, there have been talents that have come out that have been released. I was straight up lied to. They mm -hmm. told me they're going to be doing this with me and they doing that with me. And then that's why the relationship becomes so bitter and broken mm -hmm. because you don't need to lie to people. Uh, and it's like, or, or it's, you know, then you take, okay, well, Tommy, if you didn't drink this tobacco, we're going to give this to somebody else. You're not going to get an extra seven grand in your pocket and right. you're not going to be able to wrestle the undertaker. Right. And will somebody else take it? Sure. Yes. Every time. It, 
it's just it's it's just different but i always i always want to treat people there's no reason to lie or be like hey it's not about you anymore your job is now you're an older talent your job is to put over people and i'm not talking about anything cool be that honest with me right you'd prefer it you prefer yes yeah and and i would think that the wwe doesn't want like zombies or maybe they do that like you're walking into that arena and you don't feel the passion and you don't feel the creativity. I thought I kind of felt as a fan that that's what pro wrestling was based on was passion and creativity. Like, you know, and we got into this with bully yesterday about, Hey, you signed the contract. You're, you're, this is your job and you got to go do your job. And I, and I understand that side of it. But on the other side of it is what Tommy just said about being happy. And what you said, Mickey, about being happy like if I was doing this radio show and everything was fed to me and somebody was in my ear, at some point I'm going to be so frustrated and angry. I don't know if I'd be able to continue it. Like right. I, I think it, it needs to be based on passion and, and creativity, right? Always, always. Well, and I think too, I mean, that's just with anything. It has to be based off of a love and passion. Um, and that's why we get frustrated is because we do love it and we are passionate about it. Um, but I think that honeymoon phase is obviously clear. I mean, the, both of those women have been with the company on television, all the tours, all the media tours, all the now representing the championships. But, you know, for a very long time at this point, and there's a lot of younger stars that are coming up that looked up to those women and men, you know, um, that, that want to be wrestlers today. And so, you know, it's it's really um you know, it's a new era all the way around because there is social media and there's so many factors that, you know, weren't before, but yeah, you would hide it. I, I didn't love doing the piggy James storyline. I've been very vocal about that, but I went out there and did it. And I remember getting it. And, and even with the girls with Michelle and Layla, like we, we were like, they would come to me like, I don't know. It's not comfortable saying this. Can we, I'm like, dude, we're going to take this. What I felt was a crappy storyline and we're going to make it gold and we're going to make the people really care. That's what we're going to do because I felt like I had, you know, you have, I had a point to prove that I was going to take something that I thought was not good and make it great, you know, and we were going to do that together. And I think that's, that was me like proving, but that was a different way of like my own little proving my point battle. But I think we've all done it in different capacities. And like you said, there's so many layers. It's not just that one thing, right, Tommy, it's not just that one thing. It's several things. And, um, you know, I don't know, David, uh, Dusty Rhodes and the polka dots. There's a reason why I wear polka dots on my pants still. I will never reveal why, because it's a conversation between me and Dream. And probably the other person that knows it is Dustin and the other person who knows it is Cody. And that's it. But it was straight up. Vince said in an interview, I heard this guy could get over and I didn't see it. And he was this fat blubbery guy. And I put him in polka dots and he got it over. And then I put him with uh, a valet and he got it over. Mickey James, no matter what crap she was thrown, she got it over. And like, that's a big difference. And this has nothing to do with Sasha and, and Naomi's situation. But for those uh, people who are like, oh, you got to go to work. and uh, No, you don't. Mm-hmm. Then you just have to deal with the ramifications. Right. You don't. Uh, hey, any actor can walk off a set. Any baseball player football player you don't have to play but don't know if you're ever going to play again this would be a much different scenario uh if they were asking for more money we've had people hold up 
you know, places for more money. This is just, I'm no longer happy with this and I need to leave for my mental health because there is no right now, I just need to walk away. And that's the best thing that they could do. Because like I said, there is no price for your happiness or your mental health. Done. There's one thing that you said that I just don't, I just don't get. And I don't understand what, uh, and, and, and Tommy, you were talking about like Dusty. And I even remember it like when Matt Hardy was in a feud with Drew McIntyre, the first time Drew McIntyre was with the WWE and drew each and every week on SmackDown would beat the hell out of Matt. And I remember hearing like Vince McMahon would be like, God, everything I do, it doesn't matter. Matt's still over. He's still over. Like you were just talking about with Dusty. I don't see it. You know, here's Dusty Rhodes. He's fat. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm going to put him in polka dots. And damn it, he got it over. I give him a valet. Uh, damn it, he got it. It almost feels like it's like a challenge. Why? Why, like, Dave, why do you feel like you got to put up op? Like I would think it needs, it should be the opposite. Like, and, and Tommy, just once, just one second. Like I, I used, I know I use ex- example a lot. Jimmy Johnson who was the head coach of the Cowboys. He put his superstars in positions to make plays so the team could win. It almost feels from like what you guys are saying. It's like Vince McMahon is almost putting obstacles, challenges in your way. How does that benefit? Am I missing something? I don't understand how that benefits anybody by doing that. Like I said, I've had, I've been blessed to been able to sit down and, and, have one-on-ones with Vince. Vince has literally said to me, I don't know why the fans like you so much. And he has also said, I can't beat you enough and they still like you. It's a big thing about trying to change somebody's uh, perspective of you. Dave, if you had, if you were sit here and you had a host that you did not like or you thought that did not contribute to the show, but corporate wanted that person there, you would have to deal with it. And just like in life, there's obstacles that get put in front of you. I, and my response back to when Vince said that, and I go, and could you imagine if I actually won, how those people would react to me? And it was like he did his own reboot. And it, it's just, you cannot change certain people's uh, per- perception about you. And when you talk about, best possible scenarios, all that stuff. Yes, I get it. But then I will always go and talk about Marcus Allen. And Marcus Allen was a real-life player. He literally won the Super Bowl for the Raiders. And then the owner, because of a headline in a paper that did not, he didn't even write. It said Marcus and the Raiders. And the owner sat him the next year and got other players to take his spot. When he's like, I just won you the Super Bowl. And yet that guy was able to become a Hall of Fame player. He was able to score the most touchdowns at that time. Why? Because somebody else believed in him. And that's as simple as Mickey James, amazing career in WWE, should have been better. There's so many more stories we could have told that I could have had with Mickey James. She literally leaves and becomes a bigger star. A lot of it, what she also says, and she knows this, she learned from the WWE. So she was blessed to be in that system and cool that it didn't work out. And she will cry and she will be upset, but she's a better worker for be there and having more success outside of it. Look at friggin' Matt Cardona. Yeah. 
Diana Perrazzo, people's garbage have turned into stars other places. Steve Austin was garbage in WCW and became the biggest star in the WWE because that's how this business is. Yeah, I, I agree, agree, Tommy. And but it just it it's mind boggling to me because some of the things that you're saying, which is absolutely true, because we talk about it here on this show. But like, like you mentioned the Mickey James, the 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 Piggy James storyline. Well, what was the end game? Where it didn't have like an end. There was no conclusion. Like you know, we look at like with Natalia when she had a gas problem and she was you know passing gas. Like there there was no re there that was a serious. That was a storyline. There was no end to it. There was. Because Arnie is funny. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you know, each and every week, you know, you know, like Miro is like, you know, like go, going through the table each and every week. She's going through the table, going through the table. There was no end to it, though. Like if there was some yeah. conclusion where th- th- that it almost feels like it's obstacles and, and humiliation for no apparent reason. No, because there's it didn't a reason. Go anywhere. I don't think it's no reason. There's a reason. There's like a reason, a lesson, David. But and I said it already. It doesn't matter because the machine continues. Right. Right. You kill Terminator, and guess what happens? Here comes Terminator again. Yeah. Or they go back in time to bring in more Terminators. And you're like, what the hell? I killed it. Well, you didn't yeah. do a good enough job. Uh, it, it's it's I, I don't get it. This world is so crazy. Hear what's happening around the globe on World of Basketball. What does it mean when I read that Kyle Hines is a living legend in the Euro League? Honestly, it's like I, I don't like hearing it because I still feel like I have more that I want to accomplish. I'm still hungry. I'm still passionate. Like I still wake up every morning yearning to want to go to practice. New episodes of World of Basketball, hosted by Fran Fraschilla, are released Thursdays on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. This is BVK for Ocean City Tourism, OCMD Streaming Audio. On March 11th, 2024, the title of the spot is STSA Leisure Summer. This is a 30-second composite stereo streaming audio mix. Get away with friends to the laid-back Maryland coast, where you can catch up while casting off and hang 10 while hanging out, where a day on board is never boring. Full throttle is half the fun. Where you can sink a putt, raise a glass, and there's always room for one more round. Ocean City, Maryland. Somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at oceocean.com. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Women of Wednesday and our guest today this morning, and we kind of cheated because she's really part of our family here on Busted Open and Fight Nation, and that is the amazingly talented Renee Paquette. Renee, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. Happy Women's Wednesday. I'm excited so exciting. Guys. Mickey, oh yes. my God. I'm so happy, first of all, that you are here on Busted Open because, I mean, everybody knows I love me some Mickey James. So, oh. hell yeah. What a I great addition. You. I was so happy to be on your show with Misha Yay. today. That was so funny. It was the first time I ever met her. She's so cool. Yeah, she is yeah. very cool. Let's she, not get crazy. Well, she can kill She's, people. Let's she not can get crazy, kill people. Mickey. She can kill <laughs> With her <people>. bare hands. <laughs> With her bare knuckles. I know she wants to kill David every once in a while. Oh, no, stop. Hey. She, we're, 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 we're mending that relationship, hopefully. We're working I, on it. It would have been nice. <laughs> it would have been nice when Mickey was on with them on throwing down that they actually said that she's a part of Busted Open. But I they digress. Did. Uh, did. I was listening. I didn't hear nothing. I didn't hear nothing. I said it but, afterward. And, I gave okay. a plug. Dave, I would never be smart uh, you. That's right. I think, <laughs> be smart. I, think, I think at some point when Misha was talking, I might have flipped the channel. But anyway, so <laughs> Renee, thank you. <laughs> Renee, wow. thank you so much. Seriously, no, but you are doing an awesome job with Misha on throwing down each and every Monday. Uh, it was awesome. Um, and, you know, I think you're doing a great job. And thank you so much for coming on with us. Not just this morning, but keeping it real with Renee that you come Hell on yeah. with us on Thursdays from time to time. But there's always something going on and there's a lot more going on since the last time we spoke just last week. And oh, yeah. obviously the world of pro wrestling is talking about Sasha Banks and Naomi. Um, according to the WWE statement, because right now it's just one sided. We're only hearing from one side. They said that they left during the broadcast of Monday Night Raw when they were scheduled to be in the main event. But what made it so interesting, Renee, is, and I've never seen this before, uh, the WWE releasing a statement within the show. Like, they yeah. sent out a statement about this incident before Monday Night Raw even signed off. Uh, Becky Lynch, in her promo, 30 minutes into the show, mentioned that Naomi and Sasha walked out. Uh, Corey Graves mentioning the word unprofessional in regards to Sasha and Naomi. Uh, very unprecedented events during the course of Monday night. Yeah, it's really interesting. And, you know, I think I'm just going to kind of piggyback on what I heard you guys saying on the previous segment. And as much as it is, it's very interesting seeing this statement. We don't see that really ever, but it 
We're only hearing one side of what's happened here, and that's what's leaving everything to speculation. I think it will be some time until we hear from Sasha and Naomi on what exactly went down here. And there's always two sides of the story here. So when WWE is in the driver's seat controlling essentially what the narrative is on what happened, what the issue was with the creative, we have no idea what that was. Um, I mean, of course, that makes the rumor mill just go bonkers wondering like what exactly could have happened I mean was this something that they felt like the women's tag titles were just being dragged through the mud yet again um yeah it's it's really hard to to say what what's gone down here um you know I think even just like addressing it during the show I think during a promo is is one thing and you know even Corey Graves saying something but we all know that that is more than likely a line that was probably fed to him I would assume um, so yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of, I'm just really curious as to what their side of the story is to, to what happened. Um, and even with like unprecedented things like that, like I remember even, um, when John was leaving WWE and they put out uh, a statement about him leaving. And that was also like this very like, wait, what? We don't normally see that of somebody not re-signing a contract and there was still some time on his contract. So, I mean, every now and then these these moments happen and WWE, I think, tries to get ahead of the curve to what the story is going to be. I mean, you know it's going to end up hitting dirt sheets at some point and then it's just going to be really out of their hands. So, I don't know, man. I, I wish I had more information. I wish I had like a little bit of a scoop, but I ain't got nothing. <laughs> well let me ask you this Renee were you ever and and we've talked to you know Jim Ross and Mick Foley who did commentary on Smackdown for a time you know is that is that common practice where things are are being fed to you constantly while you're on because I you did it and you did an amazing job I thought you did a phenomenal job on commentary I I said it at the time I'm not just saying that now I did that I said that at the time while you were doing it um, Thank you. You know, how difficult was that? Or, or, and was there ever a time maybe that something was said to you that you might have felt a little uncomfortable saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there, there's definitely times that that happens. I mean, listen, it's, it's Vince's show. And he gets to be, you know, the, the, uh, the leader of, like, you know, the marionettes and whatnot. So, yes, there are times that lines come through. And I definitely was in positions um, – I mean, I have to lean on on John again for this one. But when he when I debuted on doing commentary, he came back as a heel. So that put us in a very weird situation where I'm like, am I his wife here? Am I just Renee Young? Am I just like a broadcaster journalist calling wrestling for what I see? Am I getting caught up in the storylines? And that got really muddy more often than I would have liked it to. Because, I mean, there was times that I was given the direction don't talk about him like he's your husband. But then during the show, Corey Graves is being peppered. He's peppering me with lines that I know are being fed to him, asking about what's going on in our home life and what's up with this and blah, blah, blah. So I went into a lot of that stuff pretty um, uh, unprepared for those situations. Yeah. I thought we weren't going to be talking about that stuff. Um, but yeah, I have been in a situation before of like, you know, events feeding me a line. And I was like, mm, are we or aren't we going to go there? Um you know, when we were doing Tough Enough and Sonia Deville, she came out while we were doing Tough Enough. And I, I remember kind of being asked to uh, to ask her some questions about that. And some of it just felt a little not for that moment to me. So I actually did decide not to ask the questions. Yeah. Did you get in trouble yeah, for it? No. 
No, no. I didn't. No, it, there was actually not even a follow up about it at all. Um, so it was fine. It was, you know, it wasn't like it was a big moment or this like hit this line, hit this line. It was not that. It was just, you know, some suggestions that were floated my way that I decided that I, I would rather not do in right. that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the interesting bit too. Like, you know, I feel like they, they must have felt justified in their actions in order to, like, you have to feel strongly about something to come to that level yeah. to walk out on it. And I don't think it's just oh gosh, one thing. Course. I think you're so, yeah. So I do. And I s- applaud them on their lady balls to do so. I you know? know that's what I'm like. I damn right. Like, like if, some if big is, lady balls, swing them around ladies. Get them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let, yeah, let's air them out. <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, it does make, it does make me proud for, of them though, because yes. again, we don't, we don't know what happened. And you know, I think oftentimes when you hear a situation like this, it's like, Oh, just suck it up. And you're there to do a job and blah, blah, blah. And it's right. not that when you're, when you're in a creative field, it's not a matter of just being professional about things all the time. And, um, you know, I saw a, the clip kind of floating around from when Sasha did um, the Broken Skull sessions with Stone Cold talking about how she's not at that point where she's just happy to be there and thank you for the the catering you've provided and all of these things. And it's like, no, now I've, I've earned this stock. And she she has. She most certainly has. And, you know, Trin as well, where um, – Yeah, I mean, not that I think it means like you earn being able to walk out on something, but I think it, you know, you earn being able to stick up for yourself and to be able to have that conversation. And and I mentioned this during the show yesterday when I was on with Bully. And I brought up, because to me, it's an apples and apples comparison. I brought up the the men's tag team champions, Riddle and Randy Orton. If they decided to have a six-pack challenge, let's just say, and they thought that it was going to hurt, the credibility of the tag team champions that they've worked very hard to build and become a main event status on that show. Could Randy Orton walk in there and say, I'm not doing this. Like this is, I I just built this up for months. I'm not, I'm not doing this. You know, what Mm -hmm. would their reaction be? And I'm sure their reaction would be, you know what? Let's listen. Let's talk about this is Randy Orton. Well, Sasha Banks has been there. Sasha Banks has been with the WWE for over 10 years. She's a multi-time champion. I, I'll say it right here. I think in the eyes of the WWE universe right now, you can make the case that Sasha Banks might be a bigger star than Randy Orton to to a lot of fans. So why can't Sasha Banks make that same kind of argument that Randy Orton would make if if they were in the same type of you know scenario? One hundred percent. And you know, yeah. I think you know, even though we're we're in the middle of this moment happening right now, um, I think there's going to be a lot of women coming up through the ranks that will be be very thankful for uh, for Sasha and for Naomi to be able to take this stand and to be taken more seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, not only as the professional wrestlers and the athletes putting their body on the line, but from the creatives, you know, they know how they want their matches to go. And this this is not the first time Sasha has been put, been put in a situation where she's been disappointed with what's happened with the women's tag titles. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it's just really, it's really interesting. It's such a gutsy move and I can't wait for the other shoe to drop, so to speak, to understand exactly what it was that happened. Maybe we'll never know. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and you say that too, because it's like, well, David, you use the comparison to like Randy and those tag titles versus the women's tag titles. Well, the women's tag titles seem to be pretty much an afterthought. Like there's it's 100 percent. What is the tag division? What is it? Like Who is in it? You know, so I feel like if it's a ma- like that's just of course, they're going to listen to Randy because they love Randy and all the things like you would hope that inequality that you would treat and, and listen to your top female talent in the same respect. But I don't know that that's the truth, you know? So if they were feeling unheard again, or like the titles were being disrespected or not taken seriously. And that's kind of what their job is supposed to be is to represent those championships. And if, if you're saying they don't matter, then it does. What does it matter? And it's like and, it's, and you put a lot of, yeah, like you said, so- it's passion and love and we love this business so much. And so when you're pouring your heart and soul into what you're doing and then you're made to feel like it doesn't matter, then you, it is a bit going like, well, then what's the point? Yeah. And, and, and Renee, and this almost feels like a WWE documentary. Like, where was the turning point for these mm. tag team championship titles? <laughs> when they walked into John yeah, Laurinaitis' no. office and throw it down and said, you know, we're not doing this or, we walk, yes. or we're going to walk out. This almost feels like that turning point for a career or the yeah. way that people are going to perceive these tam- championship titles. Right. No, I, I, I really do think that. Yeah, when I was like thinking about it yesterday, it felt like it was going to be, you know, kind of one of those historical moments for women in wrestling to have mm-hmm. the guts to be able to do something like this and also to stick up for for women's tag wrestling. Um, you know, I think looking at FTR is another great example for, for guys that really stuck to their guns on what they wanted tag team wrestling to be and if, if those guys aren't getting their flowers now, I mean, damn, like they really stuck to their guns on what they wanted to do and what they believed in, despite, you know, creative differences or, you know, all those different things. And now here they are just doing their thing. I mean, we've been able to see them in singles competition as well. But I think what, what FTR has been able to do has been really, really impactful for their careers and for tag team wrestling. And, yeah, and Renee, sure. you do such a wonderful job uh, here on Sirius XM. You can hear Renee each and every Monday uh, right here on Sirius XM Fight Nation, throwing down with Misha Tate. She does an awesome job. Also, listen to her podcast, The Sessions. She has amazing guests. She's a fantastic interviewer, and she's mm-hmm. also a great cook and author. Make sure you pick up her book, uh, Messy in the Kitchen, still available on Amazon.com. Renee, My thank guy, you. As, oh, Dave LaGreca. Listen, I'm a big Renee fan. Uh, <laughs> seriously, though, but thank you for the time. Listen, hey, it's not easy. We love you. You're juggling a career. You're a wife. You're a mom. Your time is is very, very precious. So we appreciate you took the time. a lot of shit going on over come, here. I, you got a lot of fuck. <laughs> You know what? You got a lot of fucking shit going on. So uh, so thank you for taking some time to be on with us. I appreciate that. Uh, of thank course. You, no, I appreciate being on here with you guys. Mickey, always a pleasure to see you. Tommy. I love you so much. Go, Jay. I have that cookbook, that cookbook, David. Have you tried any of the recipes? I have. Well, uh, let me say I've eaten some of the recipes. Okay. Uh, Violetta has tried some of those recipes. I don't cook. Uh, but One maybe year I should. today since my book came out. A big day. All right. So th- is, oh. it, is it today? Oh. Holy shit. All right. Now, yes. now I'm going to say this. Then. I know. I'm going to say everybody listening to this show right now, <laughs> go to Amazon.com to celebrate the one-year anniversary 
and order Messi in the Kitchen by Renee Paquette. Do it right now. Please. You, oh, my pull, God. That if you're would in be your amazing. Car, pull the Love fuck over. If you're in your car, <laughs> get on your phone. You can do it now on your phone. Go to Amazon.com. I know you got the app. Click on one it. One click, buy one it. swipe. There you go. That's it. That's all it takes. <laughs> Renee, thank you so much. Truly appreciate it. Thank Thanks, guys. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. This is BVK for Ocean City Tourism, OCMD Streaming Audio. On March 11th, 2024, the title of the spot is STSA Leisure Summer. This is a 30-second composite stereo streaming audio mix. Get away with friends to the laid-back Maryland coast, where you can catch up while casting off and hang 10 while hanging out, where a day on board is never boring. Full throttle is half the fun. Where you can sink a putt, raise a glass, and there's always room for one more round. Ocean City, Maryland. Somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.